Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. There are some things I want to share with you that are a big burden. If you've been following this ministry, you will bear witness that I've been talking along these lines for a while. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13 from verse 1. Are you in Matthew chapter 13? It says, the same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And the great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. He spake many things to them, many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by where? The wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them. Some fell upon stony places where they had no much earth. And forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no roots, they withered away. And some fell amongst thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them up. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some hundredfold and some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Let me tell you something. I can never get over this parable because this parable answers a question that has been on my heart for many years. And the question is this, how come the church is so large, almost on every street, but our impact is so small? And so what you see here is this, Jesus begins to explain the influence of the word of God. Now, just in case you don't know, the parable of the sower tells us that the seed is what? The word. Now, listen, the priority of the church for many ages has been the word, and rightly so. That must be our chief priority. We must consistently contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints to make sure that what we teach in the church today is similar to what Paul taught, what Peter taught. Alignment of doctrine is something very important. But then, in this parable, in all scenarios, there was nothing wrong with the seed. Nothing wrong with the word. And that tells us that even if we successfully get every church in Nigeria to teach the right doctrine, 100% increase and effectiveness is still not assured. If the parable is anything to go by, 
In all scenarios, nothing was wrong with the seed. Come on, are you with me? And that bothers me. If our vision is truly to see all men celebrating endless life in Christ Jesus, this parable bothers me. Why you can be so comfortable in your local church celebrating 2,000 members in a city with 10 million people? 4,000 members, 6,000 members in a city with 20 million people. Do we believe the Great Commission or not? If so, how can we position ourselves for more impact? Something is wrong. Because now, Jesus explains the prosperity of the word using agriculture. And just as it is with agriculture, there are many factors that influence the prosperity of the seed, the growth of the seed. So many things, as viable as a seed is, more factors than just the viability of the seed will need to be at play for a plant to emerge. The soil has to be right. No matter how viable the seed is, it won't grow on your table. It won't grow in your hand. So just the fact that some fall by the wayside is a problem. The fact that some fall among stones is a problem. These are the things that reduce the efficiency of our efforts. While we are doing a lot of preaching and the effort is so small, this is why. Because someone or something else is controlling the field. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it seems like the devil knows this well. He left us with the seed. Have the best seed, I will buy the field. This is what the devil is doing. I will buy the field. So in another parable that Jesus gave, I think in that same chapter, he says, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man who came and sowed good seed. But when he slept, the devil came and sowed tears. So tears. This is what the devil is doing. He has access to the field. The field is the heart of men. Whilst our preoccupation remains local assembly and church programs, which is just a few hours of a whole week, the devil goes and controls the whole week. Come on, are you with me? And that has stifled the effectiveness of the word. Once upon a time, the church used to determine the temperature of culture. It is not so anymore, unfortunately. Thank God the church is still formidable and will forever be formidable. It's a hard thing to kick against the pricks. Amen? Amen. But the reality is, The world and its system are influencing far too many people that even before the, the seed of the word of God falls on the soil of some hearts, the thorns of Satan are already there waiting. And so just when it begins to grow, the thorns will choke it. 
And so Jesus himself tells you that the word of God in the hearts of men can die. This parable you've experienced it before. You've been preaching to someone and the person looked like he was showing interest and after a while, reneged in his effort. Haven't you seen that before? That is it. Because the devil has created an industry of worldliness that is so formidable that the person feels like if he follows Jesus, his world, he, I mean, everything has ended. The stakes have become so high. But now there is another parable. This is a spiritual strategy meeting we're having. And I just want to sell you an idea. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. It says again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field. Oh, now. What is the interest of the merchant in this place, the field or the treasure? Now, the treasure is his interest, but what does he do? Does he, does he go to negotiate the treasure? No. In fact, nobody knows his real interest. Come on, are you with me? Nobody knows his real interest. What he wants is the treasure. But he doesn't even talk about it. He doesn't even reveal it. He wants the treasure. What does he do? When a man found the treasure, he hid it. Ah, my God. Title of my charge is Strategic Evangelism. Listen, traditional evangelism will never end. We will always need to tell people about Jesus by word of mouth and, you know, and from house to house and all of that. That will never end. But there is something we can do to take our effectiveness and control to a whole new level. Listen, he hides it. Do you know the devil is doing this a lot? Oh my God. Maybe because the church has not been studying the word of God well. He, he's anti-Christ. He's, he's an imposter. Virtually all his strategies are from the Bible. And so, the devil many times will not have an outright ritual ceremony. He will have an award ceremony. The devil won't plant a church. Instead, he will produce a movie. The treasure is in the field. Are you listening to me? The treasure is in the field. 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 See what is happening. He hides it. And he goes with joy. Sells all he has not to buy. Let me, listen, I want to put this paripasu. Verse 45. So now, 
There are two strategies here. And that's not to say that the people who are going by the other strategy are wrong. It's an option. But I am proposing something else that I believe the Lord has implanted on my heart. And it has been on my heart for so long. It's time now. Say loud amen. amen. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant seeking goodly pearls. Verse 46. Who when he found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had to buy the pearl. He bought the pearl. Well, good enough. But sometimes, go for the field. Did you hear what I said? Go for the field. Go for the field. Go for the field. Because listen, the devil has been going for the field. You have been focusing on the church. And on the message, the devil goes for the field. The devil takes a whole field, a whole territory, maybe like the political sphere, and with policies will, inf will, will frustrate. Frustrate your efforts. Genuine efforts. Such that even... Some that will germinate will not have depth. I give you a word from the Lord. We are buying fields. Amen. Did you hear what I said? We are buying fields now. Amen. We're no longer going for treasure. We will buy the field that has the treasure. For instance... Do you know how powerful you are if you own a school? The average parent today doesn't have time for parenting. If you have a good teacher, your life will change. Buy the field. It's good that you go from school to school to evangelize. That's treasure. Buy the field. Are you listening to me? I'm speaking prophetically. Buy the field. Listen, the anointing is on you to buy the field. Did you hear what I said? I said the anointing is on you to buy the field. I said the anointing is on you to buy the field. I said the anointing is on you to buy the field. I said the anointing is on you to buy the field. I said the anointing is on you to buy the field. The anointing is on you to control industries. The anointing is on you to control policies. The anointing is on you to buy the field. I commission you in the name of Jesus, buy the field. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. If the field is yours, you can stop the tears from growing. If the field is yours, the enemy won't come and sow tears. Start thinking field. Start thinking field. Start thinking field. Because the people of influence can keep you small. Come to the table. If they don't invite you, Carry wood, carry nail, carry carpet, carry, become a carpenter, make your own chair. Yeah. 
It's time. It's time. So we must learn this. We must learn this. Let me, let me explain to you. The final destiny of the church is not heaven. Just in case you don't know, the final destiny of the church is not heaven. The Bible says there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And then we will come back to the new earth and we will reign with Christ. There will be a theocratic system. Christ will be king. So listen, the ultimate goal of the Holy Spirit is governance. That's his goal. What he, what he has achieved in your heart, he wants to achieve in your, ter- your territory. That's the ultimate goal of the Holy Ghost. Governance. So we must continue to see at least the foretaste. The foretaste. The foretaste. The people who had the Spirit of God on them, they control territories. Read the history. The Jews will enter a land as strangers, as few people. It, it, just few years, they will take over everything. That was their reputation. <laughs> you, do you know what it means? That Joseph entered Egypt as a slave. Never forget that. Maybe you forgot. He entered as a slave. He entered as a slave. Became prime minister. And then he brought in his family. Gave them lands. They began to expand. They began to expand. They be- and, and there are many things, oh my God. There are some things I can't teach now. <laughs> Listen. I've led you faithfully for 10 years. You must trust me. There are things. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Think kingdom. Think kingdom. Let me tell you something. I will say this in passing and I will go. If one religion is just after, you know, personal advancement and prosperity, copying things from Europe and America, wanting to live like them at any cost, run families the way they run families, all of a sudden in the church, everybody wants just one child, two child, two children. And then you are working hard on evangelism. And then another group, number one, endorses polygamy. Even if you are effective in your evangelism, just by the numbers gain, by the kind of children that, the number of children the average family will raise, they will outnumber you. Are you aware? We'll pick up this thing in three years' time. You, you, you will trust me more by then.
All I want to tell you is the field is yours for the taking. Enough of thinking treasure, think field. So, in 10 years, 10 years by November, the Lord has helped us so greatly as a church. You know, and what God has done with us as a church proves what is possible. That when I was starting off, I, at the time, I'm not saying there wasn't any, at the time, I didn't know any church in this, in this country that was big on the grace message. I didn't know one. I didn't know one. And I would cry every day, pray every day, and that's just one out of many, you know, doctrinal issues I had problems with. And the Lord told me, he said, stop crying. Stop crying. He said, and, well, some other conversations I can't, I might have told you some of it before. He said, go. Have the mentality as though it was just you. And he wasn't saying that to disregard the efforts of others. He was saying that so that there will be a sense of urgency. Come on, are you getting what I'm saying? A sense of urgency. So our first workers training, I said there are four mentalities a worker in this, in this church must have. I said, number one is, assume we are the only ones that know the truth. There is a zeal that you will catch, an urgency that you will catch if you feel like if you don't do it, it will not be done. That's what has gotten Celebration Church to where we are. We, we, we can't keep calm. Hallelujah. And the Lord told me, he says, I will multiply you and expand you and bless this local church so much that falsehood will become out of fashion. It will become out of fashion. It will just, it will just die out. I'm telling you it's happening already. It will just die out. You know, during the lockdown, a man of God who pastors a very large church in this nation, he called me and he asked me a very interesting question. He said, how are you people coping? You know, this lockdown, you know, an average churchgoer is not very committed. So, I mean, now that there's lockdown, he told me about one other mega church. The first online service they had from home, nobody gave offering. You see, that's the thing. When you just have programs, no real discipleship, you just gather people. And now everybody, everybody has to stay home. That's when you would know if you have really raised disciples. So he said, how are you people coping? I said, coping. He said, has the participation dropped? I said, no, it has increased. Has the giving dropped? I said, no, it has increased. 
See, if not for love for the country, I wish the lockdown would continue. <laughs> because, I, I'm saying if not for love for the country, I would never wish this. I'm just saying because we were not paying rent. <laughs> just online. In case you, you didn't do the math, Immediately after the lockdown, we planted four churches. We had saved up. <laughs> so, it, it increased. So, he now said, after a while, he called me. He said, ah, I know it. It's because you teach. It's because you are strong on discipleship. Then, the next month in their church, they moved to core doctrine. He now called me. He said, this is what I want to teach. How is it? You know? <laughs> In my mind, I was like, okay, good, good approach, but I hope that you're doing it for the right reasons. But one thing I know is this, whether it is for the right reason or not, people are copying us. And I'm saying it to the glory of God, to be privileged as a prototype church. People are having ministry strategy meetings using Celebration Church as case study. I saw one. They printed project. It was, it was a research project. I've seen two like that. They're studying us. So now, I'm saying this. Number one, giving God the glory. Number two, saying, if in a country that was so strong on church culture, in 10 years, we could influence the church so much, Give us this mountain. Do you understand? So now, we are moving to another phase. We don't want treasure anymore. We want the field. We want the field. We want the field. So listen, there will be services that we will have when we are done. After we have prayed, we have scabashed, we've heard the word of God, it will turn to a boardroom. We will have strategy meetings strategy meetings we will have war strategy how are we going to take the movie industry let me tell you something many of the mountains speaking metaphorically many of the mountains are not well guarded they can be taken I'm telling you you look at some of the industries they are just joking they are not even serious they are not even serious and so that's what we want to talk about. There is a training and an understanding that we must have. Let's talk about it in a few minutes and then we're out of here. The first thing that we need to learn when it comes to controlling industries is we must develop the interest. You must be interested. Come on, are you with me? Yeah. Uh -huh. You must be interested. You must see the power, the influence Stop crying about people in power who have agendas. Some are even complaining Islamic agenda. You, don't you have an agenda? Are you also not trying to Christianize the world? Don't lie now. Let everybody agend. <laughs> Do your own well. And if you, you can't stone someone to death, 
you must have something as compelling. True advocates, they continue to fight that one. No. But the reality is, you have to come correct. The reality is the reality. The country is the way it is. What will you do about it? Be interested. Be interested. And so you see, don't get tired of the appeal of people to you to get your PVC. Go and get it. Go and get it. Start getting interested. Start, some of us know nothing about history. Just develop the interest. Read up on it. In the finance world, read up on stuff. Learn how stuff works. Read on investment. You can't desire to have money and not know anything about money. <laughs> Stop playing. Come on, are you with me? You have to understand that this small sect, this elite, they thrive on the ignorance of the general populace. They enjoy it so that they can keep the wealth in their circle, get knowledgeable, buy books, make sure that your library is at least half as rich as your wardrobe. I've spent more on books than I've spent on clothes this year. And if you know me, you know that's a lot. <laughs> Please, are you listening to me? Develop interest. And as you get in, don't forget why you got in. Protect your ulterior motive. Don't let them see you coming. Don't be obvious. No, I mean, it's just Jesus sitting on the well, starting a casual conversation with the lady who came to fetch water. Uh, can you give me a cup of water? <laughs> and then just whilst you're at it, you say, well, if you knew the gift of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Interest. Interest. Study how influence works. What are the spheres of influence? You know, there's a guy who wrote a book, Seven Mountain Prophecy, Seven Mountain Mantle, right? Those two books, go and read it. I'm not saying, listen, and that's the thing with the church. We argue, argue on silly things. What I'm saying is not in spite of the traditional evangelism, you know, model. Still keep telling people about Jesus. I don't think it's right to gather people on a Sunday morning and, morning and discuss business. It's not right. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So some people take that to the extreme. But this is important too. So he says... Oh my God. These seven mountains, he calls them mountains metaphorically, are seven 
spheres of influence, of cultural influence. Religion is just one out of seven. Family is another. Oh my God. If they destroy family, let me tell you something. If the devil creates a work culture that makes the family porous and weak, the whole nation will suffer. Even if they go to church. Don't joke. I went to preach somewhere. And when I was done preaching, the pastor, one of the pastors in the, uh, on the campus, brought two of his sons to me. He told them, kneel down. He said, please pray for this one. This boy is in, I think, SS2. He said he, do, he no longer believes in God. It's real. They are, this is no prophecy of doom. They are coming for your children. They are. They have a century-old plan for your children. So if you don't understand the sphere of influence called family, we, we will lose all. We will lose. Guard your children. Watch. Come on, are you with me? Oh my God. Family. Then um, what else? Entertainment. Uh-huh. Then there's media. And then there's what? Education. Then there's government. And then there's what? Economy. Oh my God. <laughs> if you have money, you are influential. Stop kidding. Stop kidding. Come on, yes or yes? It's not, don't play, don't play, don't play. Don't play small. If not for anything, for the sake of the gospel, reject smallness. Reject poverty. So number one I said is what? Number two is very important. Hi, oh my God. Number two is unity. Oh my God. No wonder Jesus prayed passionately about this, that they may be one. Let me tell you something. We'll be twice as powerful if we became one. We'll be twice as powerful if we became one. Let me show you what the Bible says about like-minded, like-mindedness. We'll just read three texts on this and then we'll move on. Look at Philippians 2.2. 2. Philippians 2.2. 2. Philippians 2.2. 2. Everybody read it loud as you can. One, two, go. Ah, oh my God. It says, be like-minded. It says, be of one mind. Oh, if the church was of one mind. <laughs> it's a total different ball game. Oh. Totally different ball game. You see, and one of the things the devil has done against this is to discredit spiritual leadership by the mistakes of many people. 
And so now, some of you come to church, you are committed, but you are defensive. Everything the pastor says, you check it. Do you understand? <laughs> and we are, let me, let, me, let me give you an example. We have 6,000 members as a church. Just imagine all the political aspirants know that Celebration Church will vote the same person. Just imagine they know. Do you know that takes our influence to another level? What if we can come together, think, pray, agree, this is who we will vote? Let me tell you something. You are, you are in this city. You know what I'm saying. Someone also confirmed it. I don't want to mention her name. She was walking past the mosque and heard them saying in the loudspeaker, this is who we are going to vote. Pastoral authority has been discredited. And so we have become weak. But these people, you know what I'm saying. The other guys are so naive. You know, just when one party, you know, thought they'd found the right candidate, another person rose up, flag bearer. You know what? Joking. Joking. You don't know what's up. Hey, if we become one, the influence is different. The influence is different. And let me tell you something. The Lord has corrected me. You know, I love hard. I've been kind. I've been, I, I, I've been approachable and everything. But I want to walk more in my rights as someone who has loved you and has earned your trust. There is a kind of leadership that makes us formidable. You know, I listened to a sermon by Doug Howard Mills, very powerful, just by the same Lord's Prayer that we all know, not Lord's Prayer, you know, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down. He said, listen, the Lordship of Jesus requires that he can make you do things. That's so simple and powerful. He makes me lie down. He leads me. So God can tell you what to do. God can tell you. You see, when Jesus appeared to Saul on his way to Damascus, he said, Saul said, what shall I do, Lord? Jesus said, go into the city. It shall be told you what you must do. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. So now this is the balance. There will always be accountability. There will, you will always have a church where if you have questions about something, you can ask. But one thing is this. When we agree and we say this is what we are going to do, it must work. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody read together one to go. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgments. We have the same thinking. We have the same conclusion. Same judgments. Listen, let me tell you this. When it comes to politics, your number one sentiment is the gospel. You are allowed to have sentiments. I'm 
kid yourself. If you don't have, they have. Oh. Don't kid yourself. You are loud. So the Bible says, pray for kings that we may lead a quiet and peaceable lives. Meaning our priority as far as kingship is concerned is how it influences the church. So we have religious sentiments unapologetically. Religious sentiments. Of course, it takes more than religion. There are some who will, some of us, they fall and pass. You know, you know it takes more than that. But that's also a requirement for us. Of course, integrity, competence. For anybody who won't favor the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are not voting for you. Anybody who will make a tweet and delete it, we are not voting for you. We are not voting for you. Is that simple? What? We, listen, we didn't say you are not entitled to your beliefs. We say we won't vote. It's our vote. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So what did I say is number one? And what is number two? Number three is saturation. 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 Listen, many people who have been teaching kingdom and try to get involved, they just they will now do one movie. That's a drop in a mighty ocean. Beginning next year, we will produce five movies annually. Five. Did you hear what I said? Five. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so get ready. Get ready. And you will give it the same commitment as you do church, okay? Because you know it will affect you. It will affect your children. So it takes more. You, you must, when the Bible says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed, that's saturation. That's not just having one church in one corner that is doing well. We want thought leadership until you go out and feel the pulse of the city. And you tell that we have affected it. That's what we want. That's what we want. We must be interested in influencing culture. We, mo we must. Hallelujah. Because that's our call. To make disciples of nations. Praise the name of the Lord. Won't, won't beg anybody again with unity. With, are they the only ones that can counsel? 
You don't get by rule. You do it. <laughs> what is it, Seth? Tell the Bible, I say, I have by rule. I have a pen. We to cancel. Praise the Lord. Come on, I said, praise the Lord. Saturation. So we have to do it with such intensity. And listen, that's why I don't want us to divide our efforts and, you know, do too many things. Let's focus on one. 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 We were pumping resources. They must feel the change. And it's not hard. I'm telling you, it's not hard. Let me tell you something. You know, something happened to me. I went to a shop years ago. I wanted to buy, like, a shirt, a T-shirt or something. And I didn't like the price that they called. So, you know, and I was trying to price and they didn't answer me. So I just decided to call their bluff, went into another shop, only to later discover it was the same company, different names. That's saturation. Some of these industries are so big, they have created their own competition. That's saturation. <laughs> That's saturation. Some of you are getting ideas. Yeah, I'm giving you ideas. Do, saturate, 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 saturate. Uh huh. Because if you want to influence minds, you must litter content. <laughs> That's what the devil has done. That's what the devil has done. We will pray, but we will take action. We will pray, but we will take action. Come on, are you ready? Come on, are you ready? All right, we'll just pray for a few minutes and then we're out of here. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Say this one more time. The anointing is on me to buy the field. Say it again. The anointing is on me to buy the field. Get ready. Listen, this church is going to be so wealthy. Hallelujah. Lord. All right, please rise to your feet. Listen, we didn't just hear the talk. The anointing is on our side. The power of God is on our side. Get ready for open doors. You just discover because God has been looking for people to take action, to align themselves. The influence and the resources will rush in your favor. Watch it. Watch it. Did you hear what I said? Watch it. Simple prophetic prayer. Lift your hand. Say, here I am. Send me. Speak in tongues. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline. 0809 996 7000 Blessings